the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, episode 184. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hello, Unruffled listeners. We are popping in at the top of the show to share with you several ways that you can help support the podcast. First, you can become a patron of the show by donating to our Patreon fundraising campaign. Please consider supporting our consistent effort in bringing you weekly content on creativity and recovery, all for less than the price of a latte. For just a dollar an episode, you will receive early access to each week's show as our way of saying thank you. If every listener did this, we would be over the moon. The link to our Patreon campaign is www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. And that's not it. You can share our show on social media or with your friends, and you can subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on iTunes. All of this helps our little show immensely, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, on to the show. Hi, Sandra. Good morning. How are you, my friend? How's your heart? I'm okay. Mm. Weak of yeah. feelings. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> really feeling all the things yeah i guess um yeah sure we could call it that Mm. uh yeah there's started kind of with some anger Mm. sadness um you know i always feel the happy feelings i always have the good feelings are always there so it's those other what I like to call the lower register feelings <laughs> that I um, am hesitant to experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been feeling them this week. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, yeah. You want, you want to talk about it? Uh, sure. Because we're, sure. t- we're just going to kind of riff today, this is right? kind of a riff. We're just having a catch conversation. Up. Yeah. We're just okay. catching up. We hear that we hear that our listeners like our little conversations. Yeah. And we actually honestly haven't even caught up in real life. And I know. I know. So let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Everybody listen in. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah. So I was out for a walk and um, just this, I just was overcome with anger. I can't tell you what triggered it. I think it was just, um, you know, probably many external things, maybe something I'd heard, just some things that have been coming up for me in my personal life. Um, but I just experienced this intense anger mm. around wealth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just to even talk about it, I I don't want to say that it feels icky, although sometimes it does, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that comes back to maybe the shame, some shame stuff around talking about money or, um, 
the fact that, you know, sometimes it just feels like tone deaf almost, you know, or trivial because my God, you know, I am living in this, you know, lovely remodeled home. I'm in a wonderful neighborhood in Austin, Texas. I understand. I see my privilege all around me. I have health insurance for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the reasons why sometimes it feels gross, but to, but I'm never going to address the core of this if I don't, if I bypass it. Right. I'm just not. And there's a lot in the core there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so, so the first thing that has come up for me or it's come up before, um, but it really felt it just felt so acute was this anger that I was never taught that as a woman, it should be a very high priority for me to build wealth for, uh, you know, for autonomy, you Mm -hmm. know, not to mention to like be a model for my daughter, but also like to heal it backwards, to go to heal this, matriarchal money line that was not good Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that goes back my mother to her mother to her mother. I mean, it just, you know, we talk about um, breaking the cycles all the time and um, I'm not breaking it. I'm not breaking the cycle. Mm. And, um, so that was it. So, so yeah, so it started off with anger. I had booked this, um, a reading with my friend Falky, who's been on the podcast before. Um, and she and I have worked together twice through change your story. Um, my coaching program. And so we've gone, you know, we've grown close just through that. And she is a very, Um, She's in our secret unruffled Facebook group. So if you're listening and you're in that group, I'm sure you have, um, you know, you probably know Falky, Um, but she, she's just a very compassionate, um, but a very, um, she's an intuitive Mm -hmm. and she's put out an offering that I'm so happy she's doing right now. She's giving, um, a reading from the runes. She's been working with runes for a long time. And, um, and so I'm, I'm so glad that she's, she's offering this. So when I signed up, it was honestly, I had no agenda when I signed up. It's like, Oh, this should be fun. <laughs> this sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read That's how it all starts. <laughs> <laughs> Just get you in. It sounds fun. Come through the door. <laughs> right, right. This Have a seat like on this velvet cushion here. Mm-hmm. Let's sit you down. Yeah, yeah. And then. <laughs> yeah. So then when she asked me, you know, is there anything that's come up for you lately? I had no agenda. Like I did not even think I was going to speak to this because, um, again, it it just feels. Um, and yet it's not. 
And, but it just came right out of my mouth. I was like, I'm angry, you know? And I just bleh, said all those things that I just said. Mm. And, um, and wow, <laughs> the reading was profound. And I mean, it, it, I will stumble over my words to tell you, you know, exactly what happened, but put it this way, every stone that she pulled was absolutely directly <laughs> related to um, this, this thing, this problem this unresolved issue and it was profound and, um, and insightful. And basically what it came down to was something I already knew in my gut that it was in my gut. <laughs> um, it's nothing that I can solve cognitively. I, you know, I cannot write another goddamn money story, you know, so don't tell me to do that. <laughs> can't, you know, I can't, it's not something that I will intellectually figure out like with most things. What's writing a money story? Oh, you haven't ever done that exercise before? Okay. Well, it's basically like you go back to your childhood and you talk about, you know, your first, you know, your first introduction, how, how money was taught to you, um, what your story is around it. Okay. Going back from when you were a child. Okay. Done that many times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so I, I, again, I knew that I've tried to go at it intellectually and I knew it was going to be something deeper than that, or using another, um, coming at it from another place, either spiritually or, or somatically, mm-hmm. you know, and I resist that because damn, that's hard, <laughs> right? That's hard work. And, you know, again, like feelings it's, I, you know, and so I, but that's where we, that's exactly where she ended up. That's how we ended the, the reading was that this work was, it's, it's going to be somatic work. And then the thing that she left me with, and I think she was almost reluctant to say it. Like I could tell by her body language. Cause she thought, okay, you're either going to buy into this or not, but she knows that I am a meditator. And she said, and this was after she had given me some resources, um, to follow up on, but, um, she said, uh, you might want to, in your meditation tomorrow, you might want to just, you know, go there because, um, wealth, material things, um, health, wellness, all those things are in our, like, they're in our root chakra, like they're in your tailbone. And, um, she said, you, you know, you might just want to just go there, go down there, just travel on down there <laughs> and ask, ask it, ask that ball of contention that's stuck in there, you know, what it, what it, what it needs to tell you. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm like, all right. <laughs> 
And you could receive that from Falky because you, you know her. Right. You respect her. Right. Mm-hmm. And that it was, and that it's the right time. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. I could receive it. Although I didn't know if I could do it, you mm-hmm. know? Right. I mean, I, I been practicing meditation for two years now consistently. Mm-hmm. I, I rarely miss a day of the week. Um, but I still didn't know if I had the ability, you know, I didn't know if I could do it. Um, but you know, I'm, you know, it's like when you're presented with things like this, it's almost like you're at this crossroads, right? Mm -hmm. You can just turn around and head back (laughs) to what is familiar Mm -hmm. and not face the challenge, right? Or or the other option is to walk right into it. Yeah, I feel like when faced with those challenges, it's I feel like I'm an ostrich when I do the first thing that you said. When I'm not, when I know that there's something, but I want to put my head in the sand about it, right? I want to put my head in the ground. Yeah, not ready that's yet. Familiar. <laughs> yeah, not. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, really, like I had already, I was already like it felt like rock bottom though. It was like I, I guess I'm just can't fix this in my lifetime. You know, I guess this I've resolved either I'm resolved to this or, or I surrender mm-hmm. and I, I use every tool available to me. Yeah. Just like with many other things I've hit rock bottom with. And, um, so I, so I, you know, got in my comfy chair yesterday morning, like I do. And, um, I close my eyes to meditate and, you know, I mean, I'm sure I'm like, not unlike many meditators, I dance with monkey mind every single effing time Mm -hmm. and the monkeys often win, you know, I may have two minutes where I feel like I've, transcended. Um, and the rest of it is just managing the monkeys. Mm. Um, and that, you know, and yesterday was no different. I mean, I write, I just write, write, right away. There they were. Mm -hmm. Hi monkeys. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) And, (laughs) but but I, I really, really just zeroed in and, and focused and with some intention, determination and, um, and boy, I dropped like an elevator. Mm. I mean, I went right down and it was so, and I'm like, I knew I was there because like my bowels like physically rumbled. Was the weirdest experience, and fuck, I wanted to like run, like run away, <laughs> flee, mm. <laughs> because it's. I know that's where it's lodged. Whatever it is, is lodged there, mm. and um, it felt so uncomfortable. But I just kept hearing Falky's voice say, "No, just you know, 
go there, see what it has to tell you. And like the first, so I, you know, I just studied myself and, and like the first verse I heard was, I'm afraid I'm trapped here. And, and memory and this, I have, this memory comes up for me all the time because I honestly think it's my first, my first childhood memory. I know we've, um, we just finished recording a podcast where we talked about sense memory and this memory is partially a sense memory. And I think that's why I remember it. Plus it was, I think my first experience of shame, Mm. but I was probably about three years old and, um, I think I had just conquered potty training and, um, but I was sent to my room and I can't, don't have any idea why I got gotten in trouble for something. Um, I was told not to come out. The door was shut. There was yelling outside the door. I can't tell you what it, you know, it was my parents. Don't know, you know, I don't know any of the details of that. I just know that I was very, very afraid. And I out the window and I had to go to the bathroom really, really bad. Um, but, uh, I was told not to go to the door. And I, like I said, I was very, very scared and I was powerless. And, um, I just remember just the poop, just filling up my little white panties Mm. and I cried and I cried and I cried because I knew I was going to get in trouble for that. And, um, so that, that memory came, that was what came Mm -hmm. and I like rewound the tape and I put myself, my adult self in my childhood hallway and I walked to the door and I opened my bedroom door and I saw my little self on the bed And she was crying, looking out the window and I took her by the hand and I led her off the bed and down the hallway to the bathroom. And I pulled down her panties and I put her up on the toilet and I gave her a hug and told her everything was going to be okay. And I wiped away her tears and she just smiled and, and relieved. And, um, and that, 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 that was it. Mm. And I mean, I don't know what that has to do with wealth yet. I I haven't figured all that out. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was a profound, profound thing. And I mean, I just sat in my chair and wept and wept and wept. Yeah. And, um, but I have to back up a little bit, but after, after the reading with Falky, and this was probably another reason why I knew that I had to try her attempt her advice. Um, she had, you know, given me, like I said, she'd given me some resources to, and I Googled and Googled and, and, you know, I wasn't surprised that many of these things that she has recommended are unavailable right now during COVID. You know, they're like, 
um, group breath, group breath work and things like that. They're just off the table right now. Um, but yeah, but one of the things, or she recommended two types of dance therapy. One is called, I can't even remember the other one. I have to look at the notes, but, um, one of them was called five rhythms and that sounded interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I do, you know, did a couple of Google clicks and then click and then click. And then I landed on a um, website for a facilitator here in Austin. And she had this um, lovely video kind of introduction video. And I started watching that and like, it slowly starts dawning on me. Wait, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> and it took a minute because yeah. I, you know, like I was going through the Rolodex, right? <laughs> like, How do I know her? Where do I know this woman from? Like, you know, you know, and it's one of those things too, when you see somebody that you haven't seen in 20 plus years, you know, aging has happened. And so, but you still can get to the essence of that person by their smile and their eyes and, um, their body language. And, uh, it's like, Oh my God, where do I know her from? And, you know, I figured it out that, um, or that I'm, I'm pretty sure I figured it out. Actually, that's still a a bit of a mystery. I've since emailed her and we're both trying to figure it out, but I'm pretty sure that we worked, um, one of the restaurants that I worked at for, for many years during my twenties and then in the nineties, um, she worked there and she was a little bit older than the most of the crew. And, um, I, I'm hesitant to tell her story. Um, because I, I may even be wrong, but I just want to say that she had a sobering impression on me Mm. as a 25 year old. And, um, so the synchronicity of that, you know, or like, you know, that Mm -hmm. concept of when you, you surrender and you ask for a sign, be ready. (laughs) Right. Is they're going to come. Yeah. Um, and so that, that happened too. And because of that, you know, that validated that, yes, this is it. Keep going, keep, keep, you're getting warmer, you're getting warmer. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, so all these things have happened. I, um, I am determined to, keep the somatic work at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm in the middle of it. I don't know all, everything that, it, that this will work out on. It's going to involve some dancing. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> there could be some somatic experiencing therapy in my future. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I, I can tell you this. It, 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 it doesn't have it's not so much about like just actual dollars in my bank account. It's more like I need freedom. I need peace around this. And I won't, I won't feel, I won't feel that until I turn every stone. 
that, but that's the, that's like the, a beautiful invitation, right? And yeah. You get, and you get to RSVP to it because of all the other work that you've done, Sandra, it's like this gradual. Oh, sure. I could, but I couldn't, you know, like I said mm. before, I, I could just turn around and go right back to what's familiar and live my nice little life. And it's fine. Yeah. But from knowing you, it seems like you're, you you're expanding so much, Sandra, and what you're doing and with your work and with your meditation practice and just all of it is expanding. And it seems like it seems natural that you would expand to allow this, right? Because you, you had to sign on and you seem, you know, you have, it depends who our teachers are too. And sometimes our teachers can help us shut down, right? Mm. But I'm sure Falky, that wasn't her role. It doesn't sound like it was at all. Oh no, no. Yeah. I mean, mm -mm, not, not at all. I mean, in this reading, there was a lot of, a lot of, you know, here's what to do. Mm -hmm. hmm. Answering those calls, answering that call to yourself and to figure, and, and also knowing that you don't have, it's not like you're going to be struck with an answer, right? No more with another question and, or, uh, to just kind of pay attention to your life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there's always, you know, like with most things, there's breadcrumbs. If you just, you know, keep stay curious and keep looking for them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, not fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Right. but <laughs> yeah but you're, but you're not broken either yeah. yeah yeah no no and right no no not not broken but um but a but no but i am willing to break mm. right. hmm. yeah yeah So that's it. That's um, well, I think um, different, but 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 maybe along the same vein. Um, I read your newsletter when I woke up this morning, and it touched a, a, a soft part of me too. I love how you write, Sandra. If you're not signed up for Sandra's newsletter, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> go, go get on that. Go get on her mailing list because I look forward to them and then I forget about them for, you know, and then all of a sudden they pop up and I'm like, oh, it's here. It's, I, I don't know what day you do it on. I just know that when it arrives it, or if, if there is a day, I just know that it's like a gift that arrives in my inbox and I can't wait to kind of gobble it up. Um, but I have to say anger has been um, coming up for me. I had a wedding anniversary last week. And before the week prior, I had a therapy session with my therapist who has been my, um, we've done couples therapy for a dozen years, Steve and I, and things have been going along. Okay, Sandra. And, um, you know, last September when I went to Morocco, some things were revealed. I, I had to accept what is in my marriage. Um, I got through the holidays. Okay. We separate, decided to separate in December, um, made the physical move in May. My husband moved out. So things have kind of been going all right, actually, in light of everything, you know, we've been, 
we've seen this coming for a long time. We're trying to be really conscious and be polite and respect one another and do what's best for our kid. And that all sounds lovely, right? But I've been having this, it's what I wanted. It's what I'd hoped for. And I know because of all the therapy, that's why I am in the situation that I am in right now. Also because of privilege and because I have money, I don't have insurance for it, but we pay for therapy. It's, I'm where I wanted to be. And yet all of a sudden anger is rising up for the first time. So for the first time, well, what feels like the first time, let's just say. So I could accept that my husband didn't want to be with me anymore and hadn't wanted to be with me for a long time, uh, years and years and years. And something about me being in recovery and working the steps and doing all the things that I do has helped me to recover parts of myself. And so I don't want this to be like this dramatic thing because I know that that's my former life. I wanted to be really dramatic. So I've been trying to keep everything at an even keel and it doesn't feel fake. It feels like that is really what's happening. But also I have this like little current running just underneath the surface now that I've started um, seeing someone new. And my reaction to being treated so well and so differently It's lovely, but I'm really getting mad and hurt and revisiting what was wrong in my marriage Mm. and for how long I tolerated it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is delicate territory. Um, My husband is a really good man and a good human being, but, um, couldn't love me the way I need to be loved. Mm -hmm. And then I think what I realized, you know, when I realized that last year is that I need to be the one loving myself that way. Right. I I don't need it from somebody else. I was going to ask that, like, are you mad at yourself or the relationship or both probably? Well, it started off. So every nice thing that is happening for me recently in this new relationship I can't help but go, I can't believe I went without this for so long. Mm. I can't believe that I existed and lived this way for so long. So it's like I've deferred my anger from my marriage uh, to Steve, and it's coming up fast and furious because of this new relationship. Mm. And um, and in a way, that doesn't seem fair, right? <laughs> um maybe to the new person. I don't know, but it, it, but it's just what is. And so what I've been journaling and writing about and thinking about, and I was thinking, I am mad at myself, Sandra. The anger isn't really necessarily at my husband. It's at myself. And I started thinking about like, why did you let this happen for so long? And, um, again, knowing intellect, like everything happens, this is the path. There's a plan, God's plan. All fine. But why, but why, why was that just like you're talking about, like, why, why was this ingrained in me as acceptable or where did mm-hmm. I, where did I think I wasn't worth um, having um, physical touch or affection, right? Where, 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 where did that start? Oh, well, if I go down that rabbit hole, I'm going to go all the way back to when I was, you know, seven years old. And then what does that tell me? And then, and then to look at all my relationships, like I've been doing recently with my um, relationship and um, sex inventory with my sponsors, seeing all of the threads 
it's a lot. Like you said, do I want to go down there and see all that? No, that does not sound like fun, but I have slowly <laughs> been chipping away at it. And what's coming up now is like a really big anger. And that emotion, you know, has illuminated to me like that. I, I was schooled my whole life in accommodation, right? Mm-hmm. I was, I was made to feel that I <clears throat> wasn't worthy of a lot of things. Um, I put myself aside like a lot of the time and um, to please others was of the utmost importance. Um, whether that was taught to me and, or I just adopted that, right. I felt like that was what needed to be done to feel seen, heard, valuable, all of those things. <clears throat> and then what, ha- what, what the result of all of that is that I had to leave myself a lot of the time I had to check out. And while I didn't use substances as a young girl, I definitely used, and we just had a guest that we're going to talk to next week, like praise was my drug, right? The A pluses were my drug. Um, the making the cheerleading squad was my drug. The um, looking super cute and having the new outfit was my drug. Um, being thought that I was pretty was a drug, right? Like all of these, all of those things. And then that's how I get into relationships. And then the men, if they validated that, great. And when they didn't, what was wrong with me? And so I don't know, Sandra, kind of just, there's so much to even talk about. And it's just like, I, I worry now that I'm, I'm having this opposite experience, which I wanted. It's what I've been praying for, for five years, right? To have someone see me and hear me and touch me and be kind to me. And I want it. I feel like I deserve it. I've worked really hard. And yet I'm a little bit worried about um, losing myself in this euphoria. So then I feel like I have to be hypervigilant again. And then the cycle continues. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm kind of at this place where I just feel like um, I'm just angry that I lived um, for so long in this marriage without really fully showing up. Um, I don't know. I I feel like I need to like learn from this anger. I need to kind of honor it as well. Mm -hmm. You know, right. Like, yeah. See what it has to tell you. Yeah. And then maybe I can transform it, but I don't know. I just feel, um, I want to enjoy the good. And and I'm even mad that I'm even having these feelings, right? Mm -hmm. I'm mad that that's even coming up to kind of steal my joy. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think we talk about this a lot, but you know, those same feelings come up when, if you get sober, you know, later in life, like we did. And when you, yeah, it's really easy to, to, to be angry at yourself for, those minutes, hours, years lost. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I want to be angry and I'm hoping I can move through it. And journaling has really been helping a lot lately. And that is not something I always turn to Um, like deep writing, journaling, like feelings and I'll, I'll journal my day and I'll more, more kind of from a factual standpoint, you know, but digging into writing lately, I've been sharing on my newsletter about these little drinking memories, drinking and memories, because they're bringing back my childhood. And um, 
bringing back childhood memories and I'm putting it together with, with why I did eventually choose to numb out. I was so afraid of motherhood. Why was I afraid of motherhood? You know, again, all of these rabbit holes that we go down don't have any answers, right? It's just a little, another little piece of the puzzle that's coming up. Um, And of course I forgive myself for who I was. Um, I guess the part for me is that I want to be conscious and grounded now. And it's almost like, what was Maya Angelou? What's the quote? Uh, When you know better, you do better. Um, Mm -hmm. And so a little bit, it's like, I know enough to know. I don't want to go down that path again. Um, But that is bringing up hypervigilance for me, which is bringing up anxiety for me. And I really thought I had a really good handle on my anxiety. And lately it's been creeping up and and I just, I guess I need to release it. And that's what the writing has been helpful to do to kind of get it out of my brain and onto the paper. Um, I don't want to be angry with mm. myself, right? <laughs> I don't want to be angry with the father of my child. What's done is done. Um, but I also know that if I do bypass it, like you talked about earlier about bypassing, if I bypass this anger, it's going to show up, like pop up in another spot. So then, yeah, or it's going sh- to show up as anxiety, right? It's going to show up as anxiety. I mean, isn't like, didn't somebody say like anxiety is un you know, on is ignored emotion or something. Oh, um, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, and that makes me think of that, that wonderful quote by Sean Korn that, you know, you gotta like go through the fuck you <laughs> to mm-hmm. get through the bless you. I forgive you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go through that first. Yeah. You know what that? Yeah. Thank you for that. I forgot it. I should go back and listen to her when she was on the home podcast, she was helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she has a little, uh, anxiety numbers thing as well, where she counts steps and stairs and floors. And I remember listening to her on a flight back from Paris and I was like, Oh my God, this, this woman's explaining like what happens to me mm-hmm. <laughs> with my numbers. So yeah, the numbers are, are rising up lately. Um, not, not crazy, but I can, it's like, I it's, I can see it happening the anger is rising, the anxiety is rising, um, and nothing to be terribly worried about, but it's a, it's like a warning sign. It's like a yellow light that's flashing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I need to pay attention. Um, but I was listening to Rob Bell was on Tiffany Hahn's podcast and I listened to it and he quoted his wife and said, anxiety is not something to be eliminated. It is something to be listened to. Right. Yeah. Cause it's telling you something. And I think that's, I don't look at anxiety like I used to look at it. Like there was this thing that had to be eliminated. I think when I first had those panic attacks a couple of years ago, Sandra, I was like, how can I fix this and get rid of it? And looking at it now, like I'm partnering with it a little bit like, oh, okay. So now I'm counting addresses. That's interesting. Let's just pay attention. Why is that happening? What needs to be said is usually for me. Like I usually need to say something so that I can be heard. Um, so I can be accurately heard, you know, and um yeah. So that's coming up in a different vein, but anger is definitely just, um, it's there. It's there. And I guess I need to work on some forgiveness. I work so much on forgiving others that, um, you know, when you list yourself, I don't know if you listed yourself on your fourth step, sure. Sandra. Yeah. Um, but I think I need to, I don't know that I made amends to myself kind of formally, like I did to everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. maybe there's something I can do there with my sponsor or do by myself or do with another, 
another woman just to kind of release myself of it because to accommodate I'm over it I'm so tired of it I want to collaborate (laughs) I do not want to accommodate (laughs) I want to move out of that um um accommodating at the expense of uh losing myself right I don't and you know I don't want to be an asshole but (laughs) I don't want to um and that's what I'm worried that I'm going to kind of be so vigilant and um I don't know, for lack of, I don't have the words, but just that I don't want to, I don't want to get hard, I guess. Right. Yeah. I want but I don't want to be walked on either. And I don't want to, I don't. Right. You want to stay open, but have good boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I hear you. I, I, so I was taught the same things, you know, like I was taught how to be low maintenance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was taught how to, you know, tend to family and tend to people. Mm -hmm. I was taught to be kind, Mm -hmm. even with, even when that kindness was not deserved. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and this work, this kind of like you're talking about when we meditate, when we go deep into these states and when we are tapping into things, I, I didn't even understand that this was possible before Sandra, right? From the evolution of us just even doing this podcast, I've learned so much and changed my mind on so many things and opened my mind to things. Um, those shamanic journeys that I did with Pixie Light Horse um, this last January and the January before, I still sit with me. They still transported me to, you know, this little girl that lives on Malachite Street um, in Altaloma, California, in Southern California. I can see the house talk about sense memory. I can see the wood paneling. I could smell it. That was in our living room, the pool, the suntan lotion, um, all of it. And a lot of trauma happened in that house that I never would have maybe characterized as trauma until now I know a little bit more. And um, yeah, my brother almost died and that I didn't remember that or that I didn't, it's not that I didn't remember it, that, that it was like a joke in our family. Mm. or kind of funny Mm. like that's not funny (laughs) you know and um and many many other things that happened and I um the fact that I can be clear and present to do that type of work like to do the work that you just did this week um yeah I'm not super pumped to do that type of work Mm -hmm. um (laughs) But I have to say, I am very intrigued and curious about it. And it does kind of fascinate me that it's like, wow, if I could, if I just got a glimpse of that, imagine how much more is in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like I'm only accessing a tiny, tiny bit of it. Yeah. Um, going back to what you said about making amends to yourself, I, um, with some of my clients, I've been sharing some stuff from Many Roads, One Journey, the book, and there's a workbook book too. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's one, I've, one thing I've been sharing as a prompt. Um, and I can't remember, I can't remember which step like of her 16 steps that it's associated mm-hmm. with, but <clears throat> basically I've been sharing as a journal prompt, like how have the ways you have been abandoned, neglected or harmed yourself reflect the way you were treated as a child? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's, that's why we do that. It's all, it's all a reflection of how we were treated as a child. And then, um, the next step is, you know, how can you make 
amends to yourself, like with statements like, I'll never shame myself again. I'll never put myself in danger again. I'll never tolerate, um, you know, I'll never tolerate uh, being ignored again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that, Sandra. I could work on some of those statements. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. I have, I've had this constant feeling of longing for so long and to actually have some of my needs met um, intellectually, physically, all of those things are happening and I want to be super excited about it. And I, part of me is, but the other part is, is being vigilant, like what, be careful, you know, because um, I don't know about for you, um, but I always love the beginning of relationships, right? Like I, I have fond, oh, yeah. fond memories of the beginning. There's all have, that <laughs> yeah, dopamine and just this beautiful, yes. yeah. yeah, just very intense and the swirl. And for me not to have that for so long, I'd forgotten. And so it's very intoxicating, right? Sure. And, and I want to fully enjoy it. And I don't want to, um, I don't want to miss a second of that. Um but I also have to listen. And as much as I want that, um, I got to release some of this anger. I know it's going to come up in another way, or I'm going to make drama or I'm going to make trouble for myself mm-hmm. um, because I don't know how to process it. So, yeah. 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 So I don't know. And I think, um, I don't know the, the healthy relationships I have now, Sandra, you know, with you, with, with Natalie, with my girlfriends, with, um, with this new relationship with my son, like these are all, I know they're beautiful, you know, conduits for care and love and, and uh, respect. Like I, I really do. I have so much, I have so much abundance in that regard. Um, But isn't it funny? (laughs) It's just like when someone's not nice, but everybody else is nice. But, you know, I I used to have customers that would come in, it would take that one customer a day. That was the one that was going to like, that's the day I was going to talk about was the one that was kind of snarky at me. Mm-hmm. Rather than the other 99 customers that were just lovely and wonderful. Right. And, but that's the one that's going to drag me down. So I don't want this to be like that. I want to kind of, um, I do feel kind of outside myself a little bit when I'm writing about it. And I think that's why it's such a beautiful tool. Um, because I can kind of look in on my life and say, okay, I see what you're doing. You're scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have fear of maybe finding some happiness or maybe finding someone who is going to meet you. I'm a little bit afraid of that if I'm being really honest. Sure. Because then I, I have to let go, like you teach. So I have to let go of that story. I have to change it. Right. But I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of changing it. I just might put it off a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> just a little bit longer. <laughs> oh, well, I hope this wasn't too much of a downer. Right. <laughs> not all rainbows and unicorns over here, but, um, that's what is. And I've learned in recovery to accept what is, which is, um, actually does bring me some comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Because I tell you, this is how I get access to the rainbows and unicorns, Mm. right? Is doing this. Yep. Yeah. Because they're Uh, there. (laughs) Right. We just have to, yeah, I'll, um, I'll go make my bed now because I didn't make it this morning. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to make my bed, Sandra, because that's going to redirect my 
thinking. <laughs> well, and I can't leave this without mm. um, mentioning Falky again. If you oh, yeah. are interested, I mean, I didn't come in here um, with a, this wasn't set up as a plan to plug her, but I'm sure that some of you might be interested in, in working with Falky. And she recently um, launched a Patreon page and she has some different levels of, of participation there. And, uh, some of them include, uh, ruin readings and I'll just mention her Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com backslash Falcon underscore and underscore acorn. So perfect. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I don't have three things. I don't either. So we're just not going to do our toolbox today because uh, our toolbox is listening to our intuition, to doing the hard things and to continue to do this work and show up. I mean, that's, yep. that's it. That's all we got to do. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my friend. Yeah. And if people want to work with you, how can they work with you? What's your website? Uh, com. And TammySolace.com and get our newsletters because they're freaking fantastic. People. Yes. yes. They're, they're like yeah. little essays or like little nuggets. And I love your um, continuing uh, story too. your continuing yeah. narrative right now that you're releasing. Thank you. Um, so it's been good. Uh, it's been, it's been, uh, it's well, that's writing, right? I get to revisit things and um, mull them over. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks for listening okay. to the podcast, you guys. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers, Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.